ESCOM corruption. We've we've known about it. We've known that it was really bad. Andre Dreiter has told us the Zondo Commission has told us that corruption at ESCOM has been and continues to be very bad. But I don't know, it was kind of like setting all the demons of hell free when Andre Dereta did that interview with Annika Larson on ENCA and various government ministers responded in variously intemperate ways and now we've got threats of, well, we've had criminal charges laid and we've got the ANC threatening to lay criminal charges against... Andre Dereta, if he doesn't make an affidavit at a police station in line with Section 34.2 of the PRECA Act in South Africa. And I don't know, it's just, you know, people talking and, and hot air blowing this way and hot air blowing the other way. And I sort of try to read the smoke signals. What are they saying? Are they saying that there is a crisp and urgent focus on breaking down the cartels. And the cartels are something that we are going to learn a lot more about as a result of intelligence material which was handed over to the Daily Maverick in December of last year and which they are now beginning to report on, saying two senior members of President Sol Ramaphosa's cabinet have been linked to four criminal cartels operating inside ESCOM. Daily Maverick, like Andre Dereta, not naming the two cabinet ministers, saying we can divulge that the intelligence links the cartels to the sabotage of ESCOM's power stations and to a program of political destabilization. Songhezo Zibi is um, convener of uh, first the Ravonia movement, and now it's um, the thing which has arisen out of the Ravonia movement, which is Rise Mzanzi. Songhezo, please, please tell me that underneath all the hot air, there is evidence suggesting this crisp linear focus on ending corruption at ESCOM that we also desperately crave. John, uh, so just a quick correction. Rivonia Cycle is a non-profit and Rise Zanzi is the movement. But uh, on to, to ESCOM. So I think what listeners have to understand is how the, the deployment state has functioned for decades. And and they might get a sense of what cartels are in inverted commas, because I think I've got a very good idea. So in essence, one, whether you're a contractor or you are an aspiring executive uh, over the years, you had to make sure that you have a patron within the African National Congress who can support your ascendancy into a group executive role or or who can uh, support you in securing a contract. It's not just at ESCOM. It is in government departments, it is in municipalities, and so on. This system is why the ANC conferences are so hotly contested. And one of the reasons Khalima Motlante in 2007, in his organizational report, said some projects are conceived entirely for the purposes of accumulation rather than doing the work of government. What listeners have to understand is that this is the government under the ANC at national, provincial, local level, as well as state-owned enterprises. And when you're a chief executive or a senior manager, you have to reckon and navigate these cartels and factions which have metastasized over the years. 
And and that, I mean, is essentially what whoever the person was, perhaps it was Pravin Gordon, who when Andre de Reiter said to him, uh, worried about the control of the money for the just transition adjustment program we're getting from the EU and donors, said, don't worry, people have to be allowed to eat a little. It's that attitude. Yeah, look, I mean, I, I don't know who said that, but th- that statement makes sense, by the way, if I, if I can put it like that. It makes sense in the sense that in the manner of how the ANC functions, a lot, some of the people would be, some of the people who supported President Cyril Ramaphosa to get where he is. And so if those people are going to be displaced, investigated, arrested, the government is going to collapse. And we have to see it that way. And therefore, the invidious position, as it were, the self-created invidious position, has got to do with whether uh, in taking action against people, you are not going to collapse the delicate balance within the ANC and therefore the very tenure of the government. But if that is the case, and I do believe it is the case, then while the ANC is in power, the endemic levels of deep and crippling corruption that this country is enduring will not be tackled. No, absolutely not, especially that the ANC is now losing support. So whoever has not eaten until now has got literally their last chance to eat during this final year in maybe the first few years of a coalition government. The depressing thing is that potentially some of the actors in the coalition arrangement we see in the metros, especially up north here in in the northern parts of of South Africa in Gauteng, are themselves part of this ecosystem. And that is why you find that they drift away from the ANC to gain leverage and then drift back into the ANC's fold because it all has to do with the opportunity to loot state resources. And therefore, it is really important that as we think about 2024, we fully understand that it's not about who the board members at ESCOM are. Certainly, that helps to an extent. It's not about who the chief executive is. It is about removing the political patrons, the mafia bosses at the top, so that the entire corrupt ecosystem can be displaced because you need a different minister of police. You need somebody new uh, as a police commissioner. You need new people in across a range of areas so that whoever is appointed ESCOM, Transnet, chief executive, whatever, is able to operate in a much safer space than they do now. And if it is true that people who are part of this ecosystem are looking at the possibility of losing access to the trough, in June, July next year, then they are going to fight that much harder to extract as much as they can in the remaining months and fight hard and dirty to make sure that there isn't a change in in, in direction. Uh, absolutely. Look, I, I personally, I really fully expect violence to be unleashed against a political opponents of the ANC, not for political reasons, because the ANC doesn't ordinarily behave like that. The reason there are assassinations even within the ANC, and there are many, is because of displacement from positions of uh, benefiting from corruption, and therefore people kill each other. 
they don't hesitate to kill one another. And if they don't hesitate to kill one another, they will cause people outside the ANC to be killed if they prove to be a threat. And if you look at the polling as it is showing now, next year or even later this year, beginning later this year into next year, is going to prove to be extremely difficult. Uh, Songeza, it's, it's important that we hear this stuff, and thank you for talking to us this afternoon. Songeza Zibi, convener of Rise Mzanzi.